Hello, friends. Welcome to the Impossible Things Podcast, where great minds in the universe answer the world's toughest questions. But until they arrive, we'll be talking about the same questions. I'm Kyle, and with me today are Jesse and Jimmy. Hello. Hi. Today, we are going to figure out teleportation. Is this impossible? Well, it would seem. (laughs) Native Jesse, back again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it's not impossible. It's not impossible? It's being done. Do tell, please. Okay, I have no idea. This this uh, the science is way above my head, but there's a group of students, University of Leicester physics students, and uh, this article lists their names. This is from Science Daily, which I assume is a reputable source, a journal, online journal of sorts. So uh, these these particular students, I think they've just written about it. But they, there is a, another group that is actually physicists. Okay, this is from uh, Forbes. Physicists quantum teleport photons over 88 miles. So they basically used a laser, and they were able to teleport photons, replicate them, yeah. send them down a laser beam to a fixed, another fixed location hmm. where they arrived instantaneously and were in, in the identical orientation interesting as what they left so it's only a photon it's not organic material no but i mean like but so so think of the photon though is data data pushing data Absolutely. that fast because i mean that's essentially what fiber is is yep. fiber is a light emitter that is is blinking f- at a certain rate of speed which is creating the ones and zeros and it does mm-hmm. it f- so fast that nothing but the receiver can yep. can tell what's going on and that's one of the huge implications of this technology is making computers so much faster right. using teleportation within the box of a computer so that's essentially that's that's exactly how i had come to the conclusion mm-hmm. that this might be possible was uh transporting your information yes your dna your dna for instance and being go. able to print that out using like i don't know an organic 3d printer mm-hmm. uh, at the other end if you make all that process fast enough you i think in theory could teleport what happens to the the initial you right see that's the that's how do the you how how in the process of encoding the you do you destroy the you when you're done encoding Hmm. So that you are not in two places at once or that you are not a, uh, uh, you're, you know, you're not, uh, what is it called? Cloned. You're not cloned in two places. Right. And would you even be cloned in two places? Because how do you transport the emotion? That seems to be something that Jimmy brought up earlier that I, uh, I was, it was, it was destroyed my point. Your essential self. How do you transport? I mean, the, uh, the physical teleportation doesn't seem outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Although. What about your soul? Yes. Your, your essence. And does your essence slash soul, is that just a makeup of your body anyway? So it just kind of mm-hmm. goes there because you're there? Like, yeah. How you does just that end work? up with a, a Kyle animal that's, yeah, that oh, looks the same as the, uh, the I Kyle. I don't know. Sometimes when I wake oh, up, that's that's be be interesting. Interesting. I wonder if you would lose your consciousness. That'd be kind of your self-awareness. Yeah. That's what you were talking about earlier in the, in the other the previous podcast. podcast. Yeah. I wonder if you would lose that and become an animal like Jesse said. That's kind of interesting. Well, yeah, because like you had said, there are certain things that are embedded. Your firmware, essentially. Your firmware yeah, yeah, is yeah, embedded you in you. Good analogy. And you are, uh, thank you very much. And so there are some th- certain things that are just inherent in your ability and in your uh, your consciousness. But what, what if you weren't conscious of those things or you had no control or if you had no soul? Like, what, what happens to you? And I wonder where your consciousness would go because you would still be. Well, that's the thing is if you destroy your previous self and you have a new self, would your consciousness just automatically migrate and we'd probably get there faster it's the spiritual realm for goodness sakes like i mean if if there are any rules in that realm i would i would imagine that speed is not one of them uh you're just kind of you're where you are and you're not where you you aren't and that's it so i don't know it really spiritual matter can travel the speed of light i think spiritual matter doesn't care 
about the speed of light or uh, it just doesn't abide by those rules. Those rules don't apply, I would think. I like how we're using spiritual matter now. Yeah, spiritual <laughs> matter. <laughs> well, anyway, the, the point of teleportation is like, so the, the, obviously we've talked about two things here. We've talked about where you are now and moving to a new place, which essentially we're going to classify as dematerialization okay. and rematerialization. So yeah. how, how would that process work? It would, it, it would work in turning things to waves, correct? Like much like we take data and, and audio and we wirelessly transmit them somewhere else. It would, you would have to get physical matter down to a waveform of some sense. Does it have to be wireless? I guess that's true. I guess it wouldn't need to be. It doesn't it necessarily be, need to be. I mean, like you it, get everything down to a signal, you could send it through copper wire. Jesse's talking about a laser, but yeah, if you yeah. if you contain that laser within a piece of glass, fiber, let's yeah, say fiber, so so that I mean, you 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 would be on a wire, just an incredibly fast wire, a very mm-hmm. focused wire, and so that's I think that's an interesting, it, that's an interesting form of transport. And basically, my entire argument for this entire episode is it, that is going to be the underlying premise that you are using something as vast as the internet for the transportation of your de- dematerialized self or dematerialized item, because I guess we're, we're talking about more than just transporting people. could be animals, could be food, for goodness sakes. It could be a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, it doesn't really matter at this point because we're, we're just talking about the, the concept of taking a thing and moving it to another place uh, without having to transport it there in the traditional sense of like on foot or on a plane or on a train. You're just moving it. And so I that's... To me, I, the best the best thing I have for that is that the, the internet does that right now. It transports an idea or a web page from its origin to another place in, almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And so I'm working under the premise of that and, and being called, you know, an Ethernet or a TCP/IP packet transmission. That's what it is. And it's just code. It's just ones and zeros, a bunch of tens and elevens on a wire, <laughs> going from place A to place B. But Using that premise, there is a there's an underlying problem. Is that if anybody knows anybody out there knows anything about TCP/IP transmission, there's a little problem with that called packet loss, which we we hear you you can hear it more or see it more on a on a transmission stream like video. You'll see a video hiccup on your Apple TV, or you'll hear your Pandora hiccup a little bit while you're no. streaming music. And I know it never happens, right? But that's that's that, that that's packet loss, and I, all that is is it's an acceptable amount of transmission loss. And basically, what happens is the transmitter just keeps trying until it gets a receipt packet saying that packet packet number ten thousand thirty two actually got here. Now send ten thirty three ten thousand thirty three, and it just you you can do that. It's error correction. You can describe that, but that's the thing. It's now we're not talking about listening to listening to Jesse Human's wonderful uh, greatest hits. We're talking about transporting Jesse Human and his greatest hits over the internet. So what happens with packet loss there? Well, that's actually kind of interesting because if it, once it becomes data, though, like if you're traveling through the internet, you can duplicate that data. Right, you can send it again. Yeah. Well, so what's the chance? So like, if this kind of goes back to a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about time travel uh, in, our, in our first podcast. Of like, you, your idea was, I believe it was storing all of humanity and like all of history into in a, a box. In a box, right? Yeah, yeah. You can almost do that with teleportation. If you're jumping into the internet. You virtually have a digital self that's in the internet, correct? Right. So sounds like could, Tron, yeah. Couldn't that be a saved like? <laughs> but so at the time of me entering the internet, couldn't we at any point pull up that first time I went into the internet? So like, if I died, right? Could you resurrect me through? Could the you send time? Jimmy Jimmy one point yeah. or Jimmy one point three back from from saved data? Yeah, yeah. That's a good well, one. That's the thing is like this. This really the process in which I'm describing this, like you know, dematerialization, material rematerialization process using the internet, the transport part. I mean, I suppose you could. You could store yourself inside of a computer, which is a topic we've already agreed to talk about in the future. Ooh, in the future. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you you could. You, I mean, if you could store yourself in a computer, and all that's happening on the Internet is you're encoding yourself 
into a format that can be transported over the medium, which in this case is a TCP IP packet. And uh, you're going over the internet from, you know, we're, from where we're sitting recording this, I want to go home. So I encode myself into the computer and I, I, I get transmit back to my house where there is a, another form of off-ramp for me to be rematerialized or in this case printed out because I guess that's what it is. You're encoding yourself so you can decode yourself by being printed out at the other side. Uh, obviously, none of that technology exists right now, except for there are people fiddling with organic printers and, you know, uh, Jimmy, you brought up growing organic material in a lab. I mean, oh, like, yeah. that's a slow process now, but we speed up slow things right. all the time mm-hmm. over, over the course of time. So I don't know. I don't, I don't see it as an impossibility, but the problem does come to a screeching halt, as Jimmy had talked in an offline discussion, that, that it comes to a screeching halt with what happens to the pers- the person that you've encoded. The organic material of me, where we're sitting right now, that I've now encoded, is still present because it's not being destroyed as it's being encoded, mm-hmm. or, or is it? We don't know. Even in that, even in the teleporting that's happening, the quantum teleportation of information with photons that they, uh, so two different groups have done this, in two different labs. So it's it's very credible research. Uh, they even start with three photons, A, B, and C. They have a little diagram. Uh, they, they so A, B, and C. They're little particles. Uh, it moves on, and there's still A, B, and C. Another step three, step four, step five. There's always three particles. They're just essentially duplicating. Uh, and I, I don't get it. And there's entanglement generation, state preparation, joint measurement, conditional transfer. I, t- I mean, it sounds a lot like they're they're planning for. They're planning for error corrections because obviously you don't want these things Maybe. to collide or get mixed up yeah. in transport and then come out the other side all with well, an arm where the leg's supposed to be. I they're mean, not like, saying, hey, remove all the photons from your side. We're right. going to send you some. Right. They're just duplicating. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, like a lot of this ends up the problem becomes duplication. Right. Is what do you do with the original one? And and here's a really interesting moral dilemma. If you were, if we are, let's say, destroying the origin copy, isn't that murder? Oh. <clears throat> Like, I mean, like, you're, you're killing somebody, but that's the thing, is that you'd have to readily define a, a human being as something with a soul, and if the soul has migrated to the new place... Maybe you have a body in... Uh, a in, shell. And you're at your house, you have one at work, and oh, you just kind of teleport your essential... I, well, you, you know, there are businesses <laughs> doing telecommuting that way, where they have these little iPads with FaceTime traveling around on robotic legs, like Segway legs oh, through I've the office. <laughs> that, you're, you're not doing anything different than that at that, part, at that point, and it's like, okay, well, that's not really teleportation, that's projection. Right. Uh, you know, you could call it astral projection because essentially that's what it is. You're projecting yourself somewhere else where you aren't physically. So, that's I mean, it's an interesting concept. But I, I whereas before I was working under the technicality of like time travel is like, oh yeah, well if you if you if you technically do this, you've cheated, and so therefore that is time travel because technically it's time travel. This is one case where semantically I'm not going to say that that's teleportation because that's you being in two places at once and you're projecting yourself. Like you're, that's a hologram. That, that's what that is. I don't think that's teleportation. Well, Jesse's saying you. So I know that's not what you're saying, but that's. That's what that is. You would pull your your mental, you would pull your consciousness out of the body, like so. Now your body's a dead husk, right, or a right. living husk, yeah. like, or just a shell, that's that's shell sitting in a closet waiting for you to come back. Right. What if you don't ever want to go back to that place, though? That's that's where right. the problem comes. Now we've predefined locations. Well, you have a bunch of them. Like yeah. maybe I want to go to Paris, so I, I uh, have a body in Paris. Well, yeah, but why? Ooh, why but what, what if I want to go to Paris and I've never been there before? Can I use your shell? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> sure. You're not going to like it. Oh. Does it, does it smell weird? <laughs> Did you not clean up before you left last? 
That's, I mean, that, that's interesting because that actually brings up a point we were talking about, though, is like, can matter only be sent from a dematerializer to a corresponding rematerializer, mm-hmm. or can it be sent and retrieved from any location? Right. Can you just go to the moon? Or would you have to already have been to the moon? Been or have somebody been yeah. to the moon to pr- prepare your, your arrival? Yes. Uh-huh. I think that. Okay. I think, I think someone would have to. There needs to be. It, it, it would be like taking. It feels like to me like it would be taking audio and and sending it down a wire. There needs to be a transmitter. There needs to be a receiver of some sort. There needs to be a microphone. Yeah, there needs to be a telephone. Yeah, there needs to be. It would be like a telephone. At least that's how I understand it in my mind. That's fair. The word is a combination of telecommunication and transportation. That's true. As I think it would need to be a much like a ship can't really dock somewhere if there's not a pre-built dock. Like it can, but it. (coughs) I don't. Well, you can moor anywhere. Rowing yourself into the shore. Right, you can moor anywhere, but you have to have like a smaller boat to get to the shore. So it's still the transport and the shore was there already. It's funny, I never thought about transporting or teleporting through the internet. That's actually a really cool idea because that's the framework that's already in every... Right, you have receivers everywhere. If there's a computer somewhere, well, actually, at this point, if there's a 3D printer somewhere, a replicator, whatever you want to call it, then you could go there. So that's a predetermined, you know... There you go. A rematerializer is that... The internet can go anywhere, but you can't get out of the end device unless there's a uh, a printer or, in Jesse's comment, a shell, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the, I, think I think the internet, internet is the perfect transport medium, and it's only getting faster and more stable. This packet loss stuff is probably, uh, you know, somebody's going to reference this in like 20 years and tell me I was an idiot for saying this, but it's it's not going to be a thing much longer than it is right now. We're already, we already have such great uh, throughput connectivity over the internet than we did even five years ago, even last year. For something as critical as this, you you could build in redundancies and correction type of... Yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's, we'd build on this technology to make it more stable. And that's when we would start exploring that as a medium. In the meantime, we use dark networks of laser fiber to transport people. But that, that... Nobody else is, no other information is getting in there. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you, then you start multi-points, you start doing a, a tree of devices like you start building a network at that point. That's all the internet is, is a massive, a massive multi-point network, uh, peer to peer, multi, you know, server client situation. Like, but in the beginning, I believe this will start with the, your photon transmitter. Right. Did you, you get it to you work found. with the old telephone lines that are still around the country? Here's the real question. Would you want it to? <laughs> Could you? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Cause I mean, like that's all, the internet's just, it, it, the transmission of any data is just pulsing. It's pulsing ones and zeros, and that the reason we can use light for that is because we can blink a light pretty pretty darn fast, and that's why it's faster than an electrical impulse is because there's always a uh, there's always a uh, an inrush and outrush of current, and so analog transmission, which is what phone, phone lines are, are right. you can only get so fast. Interesting. Um, and so that's that's why I would say that mind you'll get there. It'll be faster than driving, but it'll be slower than light. But with the 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 mass the mass uh, exodus towards fiber going right into and out of your home has been such a big thing lately. Like, I, I don't think we'll be on copper lines much longer anyway, at least not in this country. Like, they, all the trunking, I, I mean, I feel like every time I turn around, I see a fiber truck running around pulling cable through the streets. Where are they at in Japan? Because Japan's always, like, a couple of years ahead of us. Yeah, like 10 years ahead of us. I don't know. I, I, that's, I, that'd be something to look up. But, I mean, I, I would think that if the country supports the infrastructure, that's your traveling boundaries. That's, that's your passport. Like, you can't, no, you can't just transmit yourself to Japan. That's silly. And, I mean, even still, you'd have to go through a satellite, I think. Like, I mean, it's not just, you know, it's not as simple as, I don't know, it's not as simple as that. But as far as, like, the construct of the concept of using the Internet, I think that that's the transport medium. I can't think of anything else 
and you know in a way that laser beams well the in the laser beams that's fiber though i mean like laser yeah. la- laser beams through through glass it's just a different it's a different medium of trans transmission for the the laser so I don't know. Anyway, I, I think the internet is the that's the way that's the way we do that. So do we all agree that we do think eventually it's going to be possible to teleport wherever we want uh, for a person? I'm, I don't know I'm if I don't know if anybody wants to. Yeah, I don't know if anybody wants to take that risk. And, and again, <laughs> sure it's, it's like the there's a huge one. moral impl- uh, implication yeah. about what do you do with the other? What do you do with right. the first the, the transmission side? I don't know. You can get from here to Japan in what like twelve hours. I think that's I think that's short enough. I would wait that. Right. Right. right exactly. I wouldn't want to take the risk. I feel like I would be more apt to getting on a I don't know. A magnetically levitating train to get from Los Angeles to San Francisco. Uh, I wonder if anybody's going to hear the dripping sarcasm every time we mention a, an episode topic that we've already decided we're doing. It's probably going to, people are probably going to start catching on. And figure yeah, out. I think people know us. I think people know us well enough to know. Our audience is definitely going to be somewhat intelligent. So. I, I would hope so. Otherwise, <laughs> if we're the smartest people listening to this right now, then we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> We, we may be because people smarter than us were going to go, those idiots. <laughs> <laughs> right. Five minutes in, we're done listening to this. So, so. Just hoping that people of the future are like, man, they were so wrong. <laughs> wrong. It's kind of like, you know, people so thought wrong. that flying cars were going to be around at this point. And like, this like me as a 12-year-old? Oh, yeah. Before I even get to my license, I'm sure they'll be flying cars. Yeah. Dumb. Four years. <laughs> in four years. Flying cars. Yeah, seriously. My, my stupid little brain. I think we all thought that. Yeah, maybe. So, so takes up too much power. Well, that's another talk. We can yeah. talk about flying cars some other time. I think it's on the list, isn't it? Is it? Is it? I, don't I don't know. It should be. If it's not, I will add it to my my other list. God, our list is getting big. <laughs> that it is. Perfect. So, so uh, in 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 the outlining of this topic, we had come up with an interesting concept of is dematerialization the only possibility for something like teleportation? And I think the interesting mm-hmm. thing is is that if we're just you know once we overcome the destroying the transmission side of it. I feel like there's uh, there's a an incredible incredible bounds to what you could teleport. Just intentionally initiate a, pa- a packet loss. Like I'm gonna tra- I'm gonna teleport this trash. Oh, and then drop the. So you encode the trash, and it you know we've we figured out how to eliminate the transmission side. But we we go to transmit the trash to the dump. The dump is actually in the internet. Yep, yep, out in the Ethernet somewhere, and oh. it doesn't ever get rematerialized. It just gets destroyed. In transmit. So it's all your trash ends up on a server somewhere. Right. On or, your desktop. Or, or in your recycling bin where you just right-click and say empty <laughs> empty recycling well, I mean, That would be kind of awesome <laughs> if you could rewrite. Wow, that, that kind of adds a lot. If you can actually rewrite that data that you send into the internet, if you can turn all those ones and zeros into zeros and delete it, you can then rewrite the code of anybody going through. Yeah, can I? Right. Blue eyes. Well, and that's the thing. is like, what, what if all you needed to cure whatever is ailing you, whatever disease it is, what if all you needed was to just retransmit yourself somewhere else? You don't need to go to the doctor. We'll just, as we're re- remaking you, we will not print out the, the cancer cell. We will not. We will not print out the. I don't know the uh, the bacteria. We'll the native bacteria. Will you have any- right. Like why? Why couldn't you? Like the the, the data at that point exists, especially go. if you're encoded at birth and it already knows what you look like. We talked about that. Like right. Jimmy brought that point up. Mm. Is that what if Jimmy 1.0? You know, we well, we lose Jimmy. We lose Jimmy 3.0. Yeah, we the last backup we have is Jimmy two point nine. So we'll print out Jimmy two point nine at the other end, and nobody's dead. So, are we immortal now? <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Is like that's a yet another moral implication of what we're talking about. Is like you, you, now we've got people living forever. I guess every year, every year after twenty one, I just reprint out my twenty one birthday self. And uh, yeah, that's I mean like that's definitely still, a problem. You would still about. retain all your twenty one year old. I guess you could reprogram your brain to have all the yeah. Existing... Well, like store that partition of the hard drive, your brain into the new body or into the old body in your 
a 21 year old body and you're in- invincible. You are Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> man, man, this took a turn. I didn't expect. This did. This yeah, took no, a totally unexpected turn. <laughs> Who wants to live forever? Those, those boys from Queen, they want to live forever. They asked the question so early. That's interesting, though. I mean, I think, I think teleporting material objects, like sending for like products and like shipment, I think that's completely that's possible. Where, that's right? where I think this is going to be. Honest to God, I really do think that it's going to be. Hey, I just bought this. I bought this thing from Amazon. This, this, uh, this widget. I bought this widget from Amazon. I mean, just print it out. And I've printed it out on my three D printer because all you're buying is the data. You buy the data for your three D printer to print it out. That's that's what I think. That's that that is the future of this. Is that this doesn't eliminate. United Airlines or mm. whatever Elon Musk comes up for for uh, for maglev training. I don't think it. I don't think it's human transport. I think it's parts, pieces, and other things. Because if you think about it, it's like we no longer need to fly somebody up to space to take a screw, a bolt out there for the Hubble telescope. They have a three D printer. They just print it out. We design it down here, print it out, and go. Yep, that's the right data. Email it to space to ISS. By the way, if you need ten of them, just keep print out. Them. Yeah, right. Just keep just keep so on to going. Stop you. Say I buy. Uh... I don't know what's a product that is always better to have more of. Well, but think about it. Think about what you just said, though. If you print more of it, there's probably no reason for the, it's always better to have more of. So, yeah. As far as the scarcity is concerned, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you just eliminate the, the demand. Right. The demand is gone because everybody has it. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I wonder if you, could take, if you could take this box of donuts, though, and you can send it back to yourself. Like, you know, you email yourself something. Like, you mean back you in time? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you can... If you can send you take the donut put it in the internet as data and then resend the donut back to yourself but make sure you add 10 donuts instead of the one that you currently have oh yeah i suppose so i mean like i that that's that and that's the thing is like so we just changed capitalism is what is essentially what it is yeah 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 because why would i need it why would i need to buy more of anything i buy it once and i have it forever as many in as many and as many as i want or as few as i want I'm always dropping my water bottle and denting it. So do right. I just print out another one? Yep. If well, funny enough, this has happened recently. The there is a there is a guy in Southern California somewhere that is willing to 3D print you out a a gun because they are not as accessible as they used to be. And I don't know, maybe if you're hearing this in the far future, they're not accessible at all. I don't know, but <laughs> this man is printing out guns on his 3D printer composite, and uh, and then creating uh, he's lathing. With you know, with a metal lathe, lathing you know the the barrel of the guns so that they don't burn up. He this man is making guns off the internet, transmitting the designs from or being transmitted the designs from all over the country, printing out guns. Is what we're talking about though? That's is, crazy. Is is that teleportation? Think about that though. No, that's that's, that's just, what I'm saying. Like, that's is code that, transfer. A code transfer is not. Uh, well, let's let's reduce everything to an idea though. That idea originated from one place and is now in another place physically. Right. Okay. So it's teleportation, right? No. Ah. Well, Man, here the, we go. It finally entire... took three episodes, but Jesse's finally going to like put his foot down <laughs> and say, "No, it's not." Uh, the but what we're talking about though, this entire thing could be described as code transfer. This entire thing is us breaking down a human into code and then transferring that code to another place and then rebuilding that human somewhere else. Whatever can break down and build a human being is just receiving or transferring data. That's all it would be. It would be a giant code transfer. Which you agreed to to begin with, right? You had said that the, this, the internet would be a good medium. Well, 
I don't know if it would be the medium. I, I've never no, thought be, about it'd that. No, it'd be a good medium. I don't think it'd be the best medium. I think the internet would have to improve itself quite a bit, which it is. There's internet 2.0, web 2.0, whatever you want to call it. These super high, fast educational lines of internet, which exist, that I I found specifics on. I'd heard about it arbitrarily, but I'd found specifics on in researching this. Is that there are other versions of the internet that are in at least the United States that are meant for educational purposes and government purposes that are just astronomically faster than anything anybody can imagine. Wow. By every literal sense, it is fast, super duper fast. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're talking like 10, 20 gigs a second fast. It's ridiculously fast. So That's fast. Yes. That's, that's many human beings. See, my problem with my, my distinction between code transfer and teleportation is that a code is just a code, and you, you recompile it at the end. So when you tap out a tap, tap, what's that? Morse code. Morse code. Yes. Tap, tap, tap. It's just a series of dots and dashes. Mm-hmm. It's still, it exists here. You're only getting a representation of it on the other side, not the actual well, that, that, thing. That, I mean, that was what we, that was the problem we arrived at to begin with. You're not getting every molecule, my exact molecule that is on the edge of my hand. You're not getting that at the other side. So what's getting, the point of having a word teleportation then if it, if it only means well, that's the thing. Is how well, we were talking we about have. it. We, I, I guess we're we were presenting the possibility, like we were presenting practical application to the possibility of teleportation. What if we What if we just go for broke and say, a la Star Trek, there's a transportation pad you stand on that materializes you elsewhere, and it's actual. There you go. Rematerialization. Yes, and dematerialization is. And there would be a, that would be the it would be point to point then, and there would be no median in the center because I think what's yeah. I think our media, like the internet, is like this thing that you travel through. I don't think, I think for what Jesse is saying for just materialization, that middle part couldn't exist. It would have to be you disappear from here, you appear here. Yeah, no, I mean that's like by all for all intents and purposes, that's that's what yeah. it is. I think it's I think I was pract- practic- practicalizing, practicalizing. I was making this more practical. For what? For the for, technology for, that we have. For the technology we know about. Yeah. I was trying to apply yeah, technology yeah. we know about to the problem to create a solution. And that's probably, uh, that. that's I actually, mm-hmm. we've already said now at this point that that is not what we are going for. So Well, you're wrong, Kyle. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate your input. In the faucet. <laughs> it's safe. We're now anxiously waiting for Jimmy to get water. What I wish I knew more about is more specifics on this teleportation that's being done, the breakthrough that's happening, and how they're defining it as teleportation as opposed to something else, just transferring bits, information, code. And I don't, I don't know that I even have the mental capacity to I probably don't either. parse it <laughs> if I did have the information. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of this stuff is getting really technical. So this is a, at least the stuff I'm looking at. This is from BBC UK. That was uh, they're reporting on one of the experiments, one of the two that's happened. And it says, "What the teams at the University of Innsbruck and in the U.S. National Institute of Standards and Technology did was teleport qubits from one atom to another with the help of a third auxiliary atom. So the atoms existed on one side, existed on the other side." It transferred whatever a qubit is that's spelled with a Q, Q-U-B-I-T-S. Okay. It relies on a strange behavior that exists at the atomic scale known as entanglement, whereby two particles can have related properties even when they are far apart. Einstein called it a spooky action. 
A spooky action. The two groups use different techniques for achieving teleportation, but both follow the same basic protocol. A pair of highly entangled charged atoms or ions are created next to the state to be teleported. Next, the state of the teleport, the state to be teleported, is created on a third ion. Hmm. Then one ion from the pair, let's say B, is entangled with A. The internal state of both these is then measured and the result sent to ion C. So atoms or ions exist on either end of what of the medium. You just entangle the information on one, and then that can be apparently sent, transferred. Hmm. But it still sounds like duplication. The teleportation took place in milliseconds and at the push of a button, the first time such a deterministic mechanism has been developed for the process. But even at this level, it sounds more like information is being replicated. Yeah, replicated on this side. Duplicated, not mm-hmm. replicated. Yeah. Duplicated. I wonder if that's... That seems to be the entire hang-up, is that moving something from one place to another without having a second one appear... Mm-hmm. It seems to be the impossible part. Right. <laughs> so they had they started with three and they ended with three. They didn't. They just use one as an intermediary. But, they, but well, it was there, still will, there. there will always, no matter what, there will always be three at some point in small amount of time. Right. Correct? But we're talking about atoms. We're not talking about destroying atoms, creating atoms. And atoms exist everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So you can just push my atomic information to atoms that exist elsewhere in Paris. Oh. So, that, so there's that. I mean, there, there's the, there's what you, what you're suggesting now is that you don't need like a shell at the other side or, or like a rematerialization pad. Right. You're just transmitting instructions to the atmosphere of the area that you're going to. I think you would still need a a, a pad because I still I think there. Needs well, yeah, you wouldn't device. want. Yeah, you wouldn't want somebody to walk into you while you're appearing. <laughs> that would be horrible. Just caution tape will do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, caution tape. That's how we'll do Teleportation that. could happen here. Do not enter. <laughs> You'd have caution tape everywhere. <laughs> this world would be full of caution tape. What happens when the caution tape falls over? Oh. More impossible things. <laughs> what if the uh, wind blows the caution tape into your material? Right, so. and then part of you is caution tape. Oh, goodness gracious. I, I have caution tape going through my stomach. Through my spleen. <laughs> if you are teleporting atomic information through a optical cable, is it traveling at light speed? Are yes. you traveling at light speed? By all yes. technicalities, yes, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're not talking about Ooh. dematerializing Ooh, and then going light speed. Well, you would have that to. sounds like a whole other episode, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but your, your teleportation has to have a speed that it happens at. It has to go as fast as something. <laughs> you you, you as... must have a system requirements. Your modem must be able to be yeah. 28.8K <laughs> or greater. No, I'm just saying that if it's happening, then there has to be some rules that is happening within. There, there, you... The vehicle that you're traveling through, whether it's an optical cable or if you're materializing through a laser or you're just appearing to other atoms across the planet, there is a speed in which that happens. Yes. It may be a very small amount of speed, but while you are traveling, I don't even know if you would even be conscious during the thing. And if you are conscious, we can go back to Einstein's theory of relativity, which is, would it even feel, while it feels like seconds for everyone else, would it feel like years to you? Oh, man. Like, we don't even know if it's instant or not. And with items, when you're sending like a coffee cup back and forth, the coffee cup has no consciousness. It doesn't matter. Well, I think for the I think for this to even be feasible for anybody to even want to do this, it needs to be faster than the actual transport of 
like the act, like drive, like driving. I'd need to get home via teleportation faster than it would take me for me to drive in a car in order for this to be practical. Maybe the first a couple of times, or while the technology is being developed, it could take longer. But in order for anybody to actually want to do this, to elect to harm themselves like this, I think that uh, you it would have to the, inevitably the be fast. Right, right? Yeah, yeah, it'd have to be faster. I need to get home like in a snap from Japan to America. Right. Well, from anywhere to anywhere. I mean, it might be across the street or it could be 4,000 miles away, but right. it need to be fast, faster than actually traveling the 4,000 miles or across the street. What do you say, Jesse Human? Yeah, it, it, uh, we don't probably have to go clockwise everywhere we went because then we'd just disrupt the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Here's my question. Kind of Let's say tomorrow we find out that teleportation exists and they invented it and there's some... Some cool booth you can get into and tell. Would does you it look would like a? Does it look like a phone booth? <laughs> no, that's for time. Uh, would you do it? Would you get in there and and teleport somewhere? Because I don't think I would. I think I would wait. I I would much prefer getting on a plane and just. Fly. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. Even if they promised me like, oh no, your soul will be on the other side. Like, that's still destroying you at some level and reanimating yourself somewhere else. Yeah, it uh. But how is it different from from flight? A lot of laymen didn't understand flight when it was first was being developed as a mode of transportation. Maybe they would say, "Well, I'll take a, I'll, I'll sail across the Atlantic, even though it takes me because they understood six it. weeks." Oh, I'm fine with being that. That's okay. I mean, I'll wait till all, all of the really brave people transport a few t- <laughs> teleport a few times. So it'll need to be something that you witness before you actually do it. Is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. So. Oh, obviously, I'm not going to be the I'm not guinea pig <laughs> unless like. My wife and child die, and I'm the last person alive of anybody I care about, <laughs> present company included, excluded. I don't know whichever one's least offensive. <laughs> I'm not going to be the first one to do I want, this. I want to see you be the first one. I don't think so. <laughs> I would pay money to well, see you. Well, somebody has to know you because somebody has to be on the other side saying, no, this really isn't Kyle. This doesn't look like him. He's got an arm coming out of his head. He's much smarter than the <laughs> other guy. He's not sarcastic at all. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Send him back. Hmm. I like the idea of being able to teleport and then edit like along the way. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, well, awesome. that's I mean, that's like a utopian example. That's, so cool. that's a real pipe dream. Oh, and, yeah, that, I mean, I don't cool. know if that's a good idea. Well, I mean, it's I in in my mind, it's feasible if you can teleport and turn yourself into data, then you can edit said data on whatever means you're trying. Oh, I, I would think that if we're talking possibilities, like or the teleportation being a possibility and using that method, where you know you're having to transmit everything packet by packet, then sure, why not? Why couldn't you? And why shouldn't you at that point? Why shouldn't you, you know, improve on what you're transmitting? Well, I think one of the things that we've kind of referenced, or uh, referenced, yeah, we referenced it, mm-hmm. is transferring consciousness between one, one. Uh, <laughs> this sounds like the underlying <laughs> premise of Freaky Friday. <laughs> Jesse, I'll switch you consciousness just for a day. Well, say so you, but then couldn't you just push your consciousness to anything? Right. So could I I'm be, going to be in the squirrel. Could I could become my dog. That'd be kind of awesome. Oh my God, Jesse's the toaster. I mean, Jimmy's the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, you are burning my toast. You jerk. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy wins. <laughs> Inanimate object for the win. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So the real problem in, then is, I don't know. We we've been around and around this. I think we started out talking about what's the real problem that it is mind transfer, soul transfer. Yeah. Right. And yeah, if you can if deal. you can achieve that then 
then uh, why do we even need to teleport? Because right, because that that solves the problem. It solves so many other problems. That, then tele- then the only benefit to teleporting is teleporting objects. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get into the whole like. Do you guys ever see that? What was that Bruce Willis movie? That surrogate. You guys I didn't that? see that. No, the movie was kind of interesting. It was based on uh, the movie was it was okay. It wasn't phenomenal, but it had an interesting premise. And basically, I did. they uh, you could you basically had a robot that looked mm-hmm. exactly like you and felt like you, but yeah, it was a robot. And it was a much a lot of a lot of people paid extra money and made it a very prettier version of you. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, robot right. would go roam, would go to work and live and explore. And their thing was it was life without any consequence because the robot couldn't get sick. And even if he died, you would just wake up in your home right. as you were currently that you never left. And uh, that so that that world would be possible if you could teleport your consciousness. You can just teleport your. This is what they did. They just teleport. Yeah, your yeah, that's, that is essentially what you're describing. That's projecting, like we talked about well, earlier. Yeah, right. it is. Absolutely, you're just projecting yourself into the shell of a robot, downloading your consciousness into a computer. There you go. I don't know if that that wasn't necessarily because his consciousness still existed within his. That being. that's true. You're projecting your consciousness. Yeah, he into was just computer. controlling. It was more like mm-hmm. a remote control. Right. 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 Interesting. That's uh, I mean, that's a, it's kind of the, the the premise of the uh, what was that astronomically expensive movie that they're putting into a theme park? What is that thing called again? The blue, All of them. The blue aliens. Oh, Avatar. Avatar. Oh, Avatar. That's pretty much what Avatar was. A crippled guy is controlling this robotic or organically robotic, whatever it was, creature that was living within a society. But told in the greatest movie ever made. <sighs> <laughs> that's a stupid. Made movie. much better by 3D. No. Jesse, Jesse shakes his head. It actually was way cooler in 3D. It was this. <clears throat> I wasn't willing to watch it again. Hey, Je- Jesse, look, we found the generational gap. It's, how old are you again? <laughs> I'd rather not talk about okay, it. Okay, so <laughs> we found the generational gap. Jimmy thinks that Avatar is a good movie, and uh, it's not. And it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Pulp Fiction is super overrated, so take that. Oh, dear. So let's wrap it up. Jesse, teleportation, the impossible possible. What do you think? I mean,. It depends on the definition that we're going to decide on. If I was to walk up to you out of the blue, not having this discussion for 36 minutes and 41, 42 seconds, what would you say? Well, when you think teleportation, you think that I'm going to be able to transport myself from here to Paris in my entirety, including mind, soul, body, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Fingernail clippings, notwithstanding. <laughs> um, <laughs> That, I, I don't see that happening. Okay. Jimmy, what do you think? I see us having the ability to trans, to transport anything that does not have a soul or a consciousness, any items, coffee mugs, anything into data, and then printing them out or materializing them on the other end. I do not see it as being a means of travel for humans. I agree. I, I don't think... I think that... I think this is more applicable for objects mm-hmm. than it would be for people but if it's just an object then we're i guess in the traditional sense of teleportation we're not really yeah you can taking a, something and moving it we're replicating it you we're can copying do a, it. a semantic discussion where that's not teleportation that's yeah. just duplication yeah i agree it's duplication over distance and i don't think that's teleportation although this this conversation obviously spawns that sure so sure it does that's where we arrive i think that's it fantastic so you yeah. want to throw out some contact info ah yes so if you want to comment on how stupid this all sounded, please email us at impossiblethingspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at impthingpodcast, I-M-P-T-H-N-G podcast. And tell us how wrong we are. We can't wait to hear it. We can't wait to hear it.
I'm, I'm so excited right now. <laughs> you can hardly contain yourself. <laughs> I can hardly contain myself.